0: Welcome to Achieve More, the High Performance Transformation Podcast, where we discuss tactical, easy-to-use ways to help community and broader public sector organizations, teams, and individuals to transform and achieve higher performance. I am your host, Michael Schiegel, and I am a high-performance coach and transformation consultant. I help people and teams find their vision, learn how to overcome their barriers, improve, and transform their lives and organizations and achieve so much more. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. I wanted to change tack a little bit this week. Previous weeks, I've been focusing a lot on really standard, tried and true project management concepts. And this week, I wanted to focus on performance improvement transformation projects. I wanted to start introducing to my listeners uh, some concepts around how can how you can approach them. What do you need to do? Where do you find those, those areas of improvement? You know, A lot of my clients are starting to figure out uh, how their team, their organization, how they can reduce costs, how they can find efficiencies, improve effectiveness, and achieve higher performance. Some of them have already done that, but they're looking for that next level. And I'm a big believer in continuous improvement, that you can always do a little bit more, push yourself a little bit further. And so where I wanted to start really is What I have learned is that there's really only four areas where you can achieve uh, improvement or transformation in your organization or in your service delivery model. And this is the same, if this is a small project, it is the same on the big $100 million, $200 million projects that I've done. Uh, This information is, is really, is based on my last 22 years of experience with many successful and some not successful projects. And I've really noticed that, that it becomes really apparent over hundreds of projects on the where, when, and how you can create efficiencies, improve your effectiveness, reduce your costs, or achieve higher performance. All right, let's jump right into it. Uh, number one, and I think this is the most important one, uh, is starting with people. So people is the number one area where you can find efficiencies, where you can reduce costs. You're going to have the best IT system in the world, you're going to have the most efficient processes, but if your people aren't trained up, if they don't have the right skills, if they don't have the right mindset, the experience, or the knowledge, they're not going to be able to take advantage of that really nifty IT system you just spent millions of dollars investing in. They're not going to be able to find a way to be as efficient or effective with your processes if they don't have the training or the background or the capacity to be able to do that. So. I'd love to start with the people thing. I ask my clients or ask myself, is the team as trained up as, as much as they can be? Do they have the capacity and do they not have the capacity? Why don't they have the capacity? Why don't they have the skills and the experience that you need? And I like to start with the people that we have already. I think the people that you have already who have good experience, particularly if they've got a really good mindset, uh, and they've been there for a while and they know your clients, those are the ones that you want to think, how can I? How can I improve the people that I have? How can I work with them? Yes, one way is to not do that, but to find somebody who has uh, even more training or more skills uh, in the process that you're doing. And that is completely appropriate, I think, if you are introducing a brand new way of doing something. So if you're gonna have a more rigorous process and say before you had somebody who had a bachelor's degree in the area, say a, a bachelor's of science or social work or something like that, but you want somebody who's a master's level now. Master of Social Worker has the ability to do some clinical analysis that somebody with less experience and a lower degree doesn't necessarily have. And so maybe you want to introduce that. So that would make sense to me. Maybe you want to take a look at a capacity. Do they have the capacity to be able to to learn those skills and to be able to apply them properly? Do they have appropriate support? They have appropriate training. Uh, all of those things come together. Now, based on a lot of research and my own experience, I find that you can improve uh, service about 5%, maybe 10 or 12% at the most, uh, through improving people. Um, it takes a while for that training and those skill sets to really kick in, and it's not always something that's you know dollar for dollar in terms of cost reduction, but it does over time create efficiencies. So that's the first place is people. Uh, number two is process. This is an obvious one. Uh, This is where most people start with, is taking a look at the process. Is it as efficient and effective as possible? Do we have it streamlined? Does it cost too much the way that we're doing it? Where are the bottlenecks? And this is where a lot of the Lean Six Sigma work that I do, this is where it comes in, uh, where they want to take a look at the process and make sure that it's as efficient and effective as possible. Lots and lots of times, processes start being efficient and effective, but over time, as, 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 as new clients come in, there's fires to put out. There's there's ways you have to work around certain barriers, etc. The process, the actual process, changes over time. Um, so, you know, this is where a good old process review really helps. So, I found uh, in the end that you that you know you can improve processes or cut costs on average around twelve percent. Twelve percent through process improvement. Sometimes you can get up to 20%, but that's where you have to really start with something that's really manual. So if you have a lot of manual paper-based work uh, approach work, and then you find a really useful IT system that can automate some of that, and your people are trained to use that that automated way properly, then you can achieve up to to 20% cost reduction for sure all right the third area is technology so we've talked about people so far we've talked about process the third place where you can find efficiencies or where you can reduce costs and find a way to improve your services is technology and again this is one that that people often think about they, they kind of figure well if we just put in a brand new high-end IT system then that should be able to change it um, that is probably the the biggest myth or or the biggest fallacy that I've seen uh, many times when a client is introducing a new, particularly a large complex IT system. It takes a long time to train people. You have to get your processes in place. You have to get your policies in place for that technology to be used properly. And uh, the, the, the flip side to new technology, of course, is that most often you don't actually reduce costs over time because you've had to invest a significant amount of money into new technology. So this one doesn't necessarily reduce the cost, but it can, if you do it properly and effectively, uh, can make things more efficient over time. Uh, it can reduce errors over time, and it can improve service quality and speed to, to service as well. Then the fourth and final area where I think is, is most likely to, to find efficiencies and reduce costs or improve services is in your policies. Um, I find this area is actually completely or mostly missed by most of the organizations I work with. They think about the flashy IT, they think about the processes, eventually if I push them, they'll think about the people a little bit more as well. Most don't think about the policies supporting those things. And generally I find that this uh, this, this area is important in supporting those other areas in terms of the achievements you'll get with those other areas. So have you updated your policies with any recent processes? Uh, If you've updated your service delivery model or put in new technology, have you updated your policies to to give your staff the ability to be as effective and as efficient as possible? Okay, so those are the four areas people, process, technology and policies. I find that, you know, if you use all of them in combination uh, and it's difficult to do any one of them without the others. But if you do them all in combination, that's where you can get the biggest bang for your buck in terms of, of investment in reducing uh, for costs, reducing the time to deliver your service, and all of that. All right, everybody, uh, I hope that is useful for you. Uh, in future weeks, I will, in future podcasts, I'll talk about how you can implement each of those as well. And of course, you can learn more about that in much more detail in our upcoming course, introducing the planning, launching, and managing transformation projects. And you can also learn this if you uh, find our community membership site as well. Thank you, everybody, and have a great time project managing this week. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Our goal is to help as many people as possible learn how to improve, transform, and achieve higher performance for themselves, their teams, and their organizations. So, if you like what you heard, I invite you to like, share, rate, and subscribe to this podcast. All of that helps others find us and helps us to achieve our goal of inspiring, engaging, and educating people and teams to improve and achieve more. You can also find the show notes to our website on our website at www.scg.team. Anything I reference in today's episode or any important links will be posted there as well. And while you're at our site, you can also subscribe to our weekly email blast so you don't miss it. Thanks again and have a great day.